hear that, Trent? You hear that? Not sure if, uh, you know, not sure if it was coming through loud enough, but. Oh, I wish I didn't. Uh, that right there is the, uh, is the buzzsaw. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and they're absolute chopping down of every franchise in the NFL this season. Uh, go Birds. favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. Eh, don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was take my balls, not my pick. And of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. I'm sorry I had to uh, hurt your ears there at the beginning, but um, it sounds better now that I know where it's coming from. Yeah, I thought I thought you would appreciate it. I do. In the end, so there we have it. Um, for those of you that listen from afar away, we are Eagles fans, so this is uh, an exciting started. time here in the city, brotherly love. Um, that's not what we're here to talk about. We got some things on the plate. We were talking about big trade from uh, from our league last episode. And kind of got into, you know, what uh, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Season just ended. A lot of people are like, shit, really screwed that up. <laughs> I know I'm one of them. Probably my worst season in our league so far. I got hit by the injury bug a little bit. But I think the point that we want to talk about and make here is that now is the time to take advantage of that feeling that other people are having. And so... That's kind of why you're seeing a little bit of an uptick, I think, in trade activity in the league. And I wasn't the only one making the the Olave trade is really what we focused on last episode because you were still heated about it because it had just happened. We couldn't not talk about it. I'm a little calmer today. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. And because because we were all, it was the hot hot topic of choice, we sort of forgot to dive a little bit into a trade you made before and then a trade you and I have made since <laughs> that I know you regret. Guys, I fleeced him. Fleeced him. Is this a face of regret <laughs> right now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, regret it yet. I'm just kidding. No, it's it's not. We it I was controversial though. Is the is really the point I meant to make. People were like thinking it was really one-sided. Interested oh, yeah. to see with the Audience thinks we're gonna put that in a poll for this episode. Okay. Do you think that this trade was one sided, or how one sided does it appear to you? I don't, I don't think anybody. I don't know if I can do a measuring stick. With those. <laughs> I'll figure that out, folks. Just keep an eye on it. Paul's got that part handled. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty twenty three now, so <laughs> you got to figure somebody could figure that. I, out. I like your idea better. Less complicated. All right, we'll roll with that. So the trade was our trade anyway. Okay. Um, you are now the proud owner of Kyle Pitts and one of my two of my fourth round draft picks, <laughs> which you kick this guy's the king of toss. Do we need to go down a rabbit hole and talk about the art of tossing in fourth rounders? Is this a trink trips tank tactics moment right here? <laughs> it absolutely is, Paul. <laughs> yeah. It's a very important tactic, and those fourth rounders don't end up as fourth rounders. You acquire a piece of the draft, and then you just kind of chip away little by little 
adding in players that you see as somebody you can trade away and you slowly bring that trade value up. So I'm hoping snowball. by the time you like to snowball, I'm hoping by the words. time the, the 2025 draft comes around, that fourth round pick has crept up to at least a third round, hopefully a second or a first by me trading my fourth round and another player. It's getting harder and harder, isn't it? I have seen that our trend. Le- yeah. In, in the early hard. days, people undervalued the draft pick. Now I feel like they're overvaluing the draft pick. Yeah. And it's hard to get draft picks away, especially in the offseason when the draft's coming up. I've certainly transitioned my mindset a little bit because of that. Um, I received in return Kyle Pitts and two-fourths. That's what I sent to him. Received in return Dallas Goddard, 2024 first-round pick. 2025 second round pick and a 2023 second round pick. So Dallas Goddard, a first and two seconds for Kyle Pitts and two fourths. It's a lot. I think a lot of people are scared that you overpaid for, for Pitts right now because the popular dynasty opinion, which was not my dynasty opinion. So you weren't getting him from, from me for less than this. Cause I think there's still, I mean, he's so young, and he's so good, and he's, it's tight end. And the franchise hasn't really put a good quarterback on his team yet. So, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, all right, I know there's some injuries, the Drake London thing, but I – anyway, I'll preface with that. But you, I'm sure you're in that camp as well, since you're the one acquiring him. The camp of – He's still young. Oh well, yeah, of course he's, he's still young. worth he's 20, this kind of haul. That's that will be determined in the future. I don't know if he is, but I know that for the way our league was going, I think it was worth a shot. I think he okay. has a chance to be the dynasty difference maker above all other right. players. That, that Travis Kelsey has sort of been for the last couple. Oh of yeah, years. he's he's the biggest leg up, right? Yeah, because of the things you spoke or. Kyle Pitts was attractive because of the things you spoke about, because of how young he is. I mean, his draft capital, it, his size, his, his athleticism, you know, to get like a wide receiver one number out of your tight end slot for a long, 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 long time can put you in championship contention every year. Now, will he turn into that? I don't know. But he, if he even gets close to his ceiling, to have that advantage week in and week out, year after year, I don't see a bigger advantage in Dynasty if he touches his ceiling. So to me, going for that was worth the risk. Is this a boomer bust situation for you? I think you? so. I really do. Oh, and what does bust look like at its best? At its best, I mean, he's just kind of floating around, you know, tight end six, seven, eight every year for 10 years. I mean, that's still pretty good. It's, it's worth a lot, but... It's not worth what I right, gave you. Right. If he hits the ceiling, what I gave you is going to look like right. a steal. You know, yeah. I gave you a first and two seconds. Right. Well, my next question was going to be, what's the worst ceiling look like? The worst ceiling that I'd be happy with? I mean, tight if he can. three consistently. If he averages for five years as the tight end three. I'd be okay with that, but I think his ceiling is higher. I think it's like. Yeah. A Calvin Johnson body on a tight end position slot. He doesn't have the speed. He's not as skilled as a receiver. I also had him on my bus <sighs> radar in our draft. Like when we were when we were when this draft class was coming out, I had him as my biggest possible bust. But he's also like 
highest possible ceiling no one else can touch. Uh, Kyle Pitts. All right. Well, Trip, I applaud you. <laughs> I, I mean, I am the recipient of the initial surface looking haul. So I'm somewhat <laughs> happy about that. But in reality, I'm, I'm just proud of you for making that. Cause that's, I mean, listen guys, at some point you got to take, take your shot. Yeah. Like this is, he could become unacquirable at a certain point. Right. I was seeing trades before the season started where people were paying like four first for this guy just off of his rookie year numbers. The hype was insane. If I offered you this trade at the beginning of the season, you would have turned me down. Yeah, no, and Dallas Goddard you know, hadn't proved himself yet. Yeah, and quite frankly, like th- this was this was not an easy deal for you to get. Like I was like think I was on the fence about this. Oh yeah, of course. I was on the fence about this big. Th- I do think it's rare that ultimately I decided that more often than not, guys just don't turn into Travis Kelsey or. They don't. Rob Gronkowski. It is a risk, and you know, I do see it as a of all time type of, type of numbers. But he certainly has all of the phenom qualities to surpass what we've ever seen before at that position. From the tight end position, exactly. His so. ceiling is the best tight end in fantasy ever. Maybe not the best you know, on field, but the best ever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I look at Dallas Goddard, and he is on fire right now. His team's in the Super Bowl. He's getting targets, receptions, touchdowns, everything, right? But I look at the Eagles' future. I look at A.J. Brown as someone who wants a lot of targets. Devontae Smith, he wants a lot of targets. He might be a little more modest, but he he's about his business, his numbers, his stats. He wants to be a Hall of Famer. They, they both want a lot of targets. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be running a lot. The Falcons invested the, a top 10 pick in this guy, and I think the plan is that you know the offense is going to go through him a lot. And he might not even hit his ceiling for, you know, two, three years until they actually find a quarterback and he figured his out, figures it out a little bit more. Yeah. His value actually might go down a little bit before it goes back up. But like last year or two years ago when we had a Jamar Chase trade in place and I waited to accept, I lost out. I didn't, I didn't know if this chance was going <laughs> to ever true. come back around. Yeah. Like, it might never get to the point where you're willing to give him up even for multiple firsts. Yeah, I mean, if he had had the season he had his rookie season where he only had one touchdown. He had basically 1,000 yards, one touchdown. If he had had that season again, I'd have probably needed another first-rounder to get that deal done. Yeah. Um, they, don't pa- they, they haven't been passing. They, they throw, I think, their 31st in the NFL in how much they pass. Yeah, you know, his target's percentage was high. It's just they they weren't throwing. The quarterback play was awful. It it was a mess. Yeah, you know, it was a mess. And, and God, so Arthur Smith took over the twenty twenty one season. He certainly hasn't had. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft. They need to go get a quarterback. They need somebody that can throw the football for for these. And I'm not speaking in terms of <laughs> to make the Atlanta franchise good. I could care less about that. I'm just saying to make Drake London and Kyle Pitts good. They're they're like, dynasty players. Like you know, yeah, people are going crazy for these yeah, guys right now. Exactly, it's frustrating. There's a uh, a big frustration down in Atlanta for all of us dynasty fantasy football players out there. And some um, teams that last a while, right? But sooner or later, you got to think that it's going to be better than what it is now. Yeah, a couple of sophomores moving teams. Okay. Um, I find that interesting, right? 
I'm acquired. I acquired Olave. You mm-hmm. acquired Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins moved teams as well. So we got three separate classes there. Um, I think. Yeah, but we we're mostly second year guys though. Right? 2020, 2021, and then 2022. Oh, yeah. yeah, I screwed that up. You know, you don't, right. you don't need math. It's uh, I'm not, on top of it, Paul. Don't worry about it. That's what I'm here Saturday for. Saturday night, somebody <laughs> opened this bottle over here. Um, it, uh, but yeah, younger players, right? I mean, my point is they have similarities in mm-hmm. just like where they are in their careers, and that's kind of who I think both of us agree. That's kind of the category of player that you can be looking at acquiring right now. Yep. Um, like if there is one of the things that I thought got the Olave trade done is like, I noticed Eckley, he's got Jameson Williams too, and he's pretty heavy at receiver. So I'm looking at his team and I'm thinking he could actually look at his roster and probably envision what I'm giving him in return helping his roster more yeah, you gotta think he's I going can be running okay. back there yeah, right I can be okay without this guy yeah um Would and you, I I think I saw when you looked at now correct me if I'm wrong when you look at my roster or let me put it this way when you sent me that trade and I looked at my own roster uh-huh I'm kind of in this position where I'm going shit I've got all these great players <laughs> and I just got Chris Olave uh-huh. and Kyle Pitts just let me down big time for mm-hmm. this season. Here I can get a tight end back that is just a little more consistent. He didn't play the whole season. I think he only played 12 games. He still was like the tight end six or something oh, like he's, that. He's one of the best um, in the league. Right. And the Eagles are on an upswing. Yeah. And here I, I feel His like. value can, is up. Right. And I can bounce right back. Plus, I got the draft capital that you, at least somewhat of the draft capital you should really get for Kyle Pitts at the point he's at right now. Yep. For me, it's like I can see that working. So whenever you're offering people trades out there, folks, that's like the way you want to think. I was shocked to even see a counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that you were like, you know, yeah. he, he was on almost on your untouchable list. I was shocked to hear. I mean, the league reaction about this. Was they like, all, they were all like, Paul got just, fle- just screwed yeah. me over. They, yeah. they like, it was just like Paul yeah. killed me. I didn't, that shocked me more than anything. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. But, uh, I, but I, like I said, I, I think that, I think the draft picks are, climbing in value right and you got to look at your yeah, league where is yeah. where are things swinging where are people paying more paying less right now yeah and follow the talent yeah i think well and i think some of the folks that undervalue draft picks saw it more i saw it hurt hurt yeah yeah well yeah anyway hell of a hell of a off-season start we've had here yeah um i think like you know and i think i've been thinking about like who are some of the other guys that you know, are out there that I might be trying to pick up. And anybody that is, like, young, (laughs) you know, and has shown they can do it at a high level, that maybe something with their situation is off, right? Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is the landscape of the league is going to change. And right now there are, just like when the earth was constructed, Trevor, right? (laughs) titans were moving the tectonic plates in the earth creating the mountains and the oceans the landscape of the world in which we operate and what you're seeing happen right now to at least all the teams that are not in the super bowl and in my opinion this does happen a little too early 
is you're seeing those tectonic plates <laughs> shift and you're seeing some of these these coaches and quarterbacks make decisions about where they may or may not want to go. You've got Sean Payton going back to the Broncos. Or not going back to the Broncos. I'm sorry. Sean Payton going back in the NFL and going to the Broncos. And, you know, Backstage for a guy who season. just traded for Olave and maybe predicted this on the last episode. You did the say Saints they were going to get some draft capital recouped. Yeah. Saints now have a first-round pick. They might be able to get me a quarterback for him because Ooh. Sean Payton is now the head coach. You know, I didn't think of them as, like, this quarterback needy team, but you're right. You know, they are easily a candidate to draft one of these quarterbacks. I think so. I think even though they're light on future draft capital, I think they have a good enough team where if they fill that position, they're a playoff team. Yeah, they do have a really good defense. And some of those guys are kind of still in that or close to the end. You know, you look at like a Cam They want to win now. Yeah, exactly. Get a young guy who can handle, you know, the pressure a little bit. Take care of turnovers, you know, play some solid football. Eh, we'll see what happens. Don't like the sound of it as an Eagles fan. <laughs> not the I'm sound not, of the playoffs. I'm not scared of that. I'm not that scared. Well, I was in live. Kamara might, might not times. be, you know, playing next year as, as much anyway. He's got a looming suspension, you would think. Yeah. And, of course, the Rodgers speculation is out there now. So, we've got Rodgers. <laughs> a yearly occurrence. Games. Yeah. I, I, quite frankly, I, I don't – I care a hell of a lot less now. I mean, <laughs> you know, you wore the gig is up. It it's was all, big news once. Right. Like, go to the Jets and wither away. Although, if he <laughs> went to the Jets, you know, the Jets look, wither fine. Away. Jets look good now. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're. He wouldn't be going to Brett Favre's Jets, that's for sure. Mm, no. Um, they're definitely one of the most appealing landing spots for these quarterbacks. The defense is there. The young, athletic, skill position players are there. They got some linemen. They got a coach yeah. everybody likes. What I really want to see happen is for Rodgers to go to the Broncos. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have no way hard knocks in Denver, and Russ and Rodgers got a battle for the starting job. Oh my goodness, their yeah. their heads will both explode yeah. with and each other in the same room. The two, yeah, <laughs> then we just put the two PR teams in the octagon and play the best. I think this is, I think this is what we have to do. This is this is gonna make this happen. <laughs> Let's get a social media movement going. Rogers to the Broncos. Um, the Broncos. Sorry, Broncos fans. I don't think that would work. Well, of course not. I'm happy that you described that because that's the only time we're actually going to see it is just imagine it while you told that story. It was great. I that's would love to see those two egos try to compete with each other. God. But. I feel like the bionic hip. You know, <laughs> like, oh, man. Anyway. They have no. They spent all of their uh, draft capital wisely. I don't. I mean, I don't know that it was going to work out, but what's the most important thing on your team? Coach and quarterback. They used all of their early draft capital to get established coach and quarterback. They're not going after this new young coordinator who's unproven. They're not drafting a quarterback out of college. It's potentially going to be a bust, more likely than not. They spent their early draft capital, which is what people do on quarterbacks. They use multiple firsts to get up there and, and grab a quarterback. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, they don't have a lot of draft capital, so their team is what it's going to be, and I think it's good enough to compete. We'll see. You know, there's a thing called washed up that happens to people, I know, too. I know. <laughs> I, we both have a lot of Broncos they assets. Looked, they looked good at the end of the season. Yeah, without that coach, for sure. And um, you got to think if anybody's yeah. going to 
Get something out of this offense. Dude. Sean Payton knows how to do it. He did it with Taysom Hill. Do you remember yeah. our coach's episode last offseason when I called, I said Nathaniel Hackett sounds like one of the biggest dopes I've ever heard. <laughs> Dude, Nathaniel can't he Hackett proved that right away. not an NFL head coach. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know. Very nice. I don't know how they had such a good, like just apparently got a new job. him and Russ had such a good relationship. Yeah, he's going to be the offensive coordinator for. Um, the Jets, we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Jets now. Wow. All right, well, that brings <laughs> that full circle. That's enough about him. Um, D'Amico Ryan's guy that I love, guy that you have to love because he yep. played here in Philadelphia for a little while. You got to love what the Texans are kind of building down there in Houston too. I need to see some bringing more. him in. Well, you need a franchise quarterback. I think they were right to let give David Mills a shot. I don't think he's their guy long term, but they're you know sitting there with the number two pick, so somebody's going to be there. And I think D'Amico Ryan's is a great guy to be given that. Um, the keys to that car going forward because they do have some players now. On I defense. love I love him as a head coach. Jalen uh, Jalen Petra is uh, my safety now. Oh, he was IDP safety. Incredible IDP. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he's a baller. Yeah, for Great sure. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, we we are gonna see uh, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Uh, we'll call them the the tides. Uh, we'll see those those move probably uh, really fast in the next week here. And <clears throat> we'll sit down and do, I think, a recap of that once the dust is settled. This one was not worth talking about, right, unless you kind of figure out what um, notable coordinators have brought a maybe new style offense that might fit somebody better, something like that. We'll pull that information together for a future episode. Um, but for now, definitely worth kind of keeping an eye on the quarterback status of quarterback needy teams and their draft pick level because there's a lot of draft quarterbacks to be drafted um, and where some of these coaches end up. Um, what I would love to uh, get into here, Trip, is for the... 2023 season mm-hmm. um a early maybe too early <laughs> <laughs> never too early yeah mock draft okay what we are gonna do is the instinctive versus educated mock drafts of the 2023 dynasty draft season uh, single quarterback, 10 teams per round. We are going to start off very soon, maybe the next episode, with our instinctive mock draft, the way too early mock draft, the one that we fire through two rounds based on what we've seen to date before all the scouting conclude begins and all the interviews and combine stuff happens. We get into, here's who we think is going to go where. And before we do that, I think we have to analyze one last trade that we haven't talked, we've mentioned, but we haven't talked enough about this because it impacts pick two mm-hmm. in this draft, as well as pick seven, two, seven, two, two. There's a lot of picks, you know, that are impacted. <laughs> and we're going to have a discussion about the draft. I think we need to talk about this trade. Okay. Tell me about this trade. You and Danny. You and the Don. Yeah. What what happened here? How did this go down? This was another I don't I don't know. 
before you start, Andrew, uh-huh. before you get into it, I don't know if I like it or not. But I don't. But no, I know I don't like it. I know it scares <laughs> me. There's something I don't like about it, and I don't know who I think got the best of it. Yeah, it's another one where I thought I was surprised to get a counter offer so similar to my original offer. Um, as this college season unfolded more and more, I started looking at this year's draft class and thinking it wasn't as robust as a lot of people said it would be. And because of that, I was pretty comfortable giving up the middle of this draft in order to move up and get one of my favorite buy low players. So I gave up this year's pick seven, round two pick two, round two pick seven, and two future thirds for J.K. Dobbins and the second overall pick. Now, we know how important... Yeah, it, it was a lot, but we know how important it is to have top-end running backs. And that's what you're doing here. That's what your team's missing. I see it. Yes, I have depth. I have wide receivers. I think for wide receivers, they emerge in the beginning of the second, end of the first. And that's where a lot of the really top-end dynasty receivers were drafted. If you look at Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, a lot of these players, even historically... The top of the second and be, end of the first is a good good round to get those players. The, and, the very yeah. very very top picks are running backs. There's only a couple. There's only a couple every year. Some years there's not really any. Uh, and this is the year where there's supposed sure. to be the top dogs coming out, and I want a chance at one of them. I don't know which one it's going to be. There's a lot that has to happen. Yeah, that's what I really. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what scares me about this trade. Because I think Gibbs and Robinson are elite. And this puts you in a position to get one of them. And essentially... And Dobbins can still be elite. He was a second-round running back. And essentially your price for moving up five picks into the elite pick range... Give it down. ...is to give up three seconds and and a third. Yeah, only one third, only one future third. By the way, you only gave and up only three, one of and only one of the seconds. seconds was high. Yeah, and yeah, two of them were pretty low, and you got Dobbins in return. So now that, that was we've that was a huge it, I really, part. I really do think you won out on this, and that's why I don't like it. <laughs> I knew that's why it scared me. Dobbins it made a, you better. If it had made Danny better, I might have felt differently. About it. <laughs> well, we don't know. We have no idea this is going to you. Shake I got to sit across from him and do this podcast. You know, Dobbins <laughs> is scary. Dobbins is scary. That's why I, I wanted him. I knew that Danny was tired of not only owning Dobbins but constantly trading for Dobbins' backup running backs. He's trading <laughs> me alone multiple draft picks for Gus Edwards so, or Mike, so whoever it was. We have to stop because that's another key strategy of this time of year, preying on the frustrations of your competitors. <laughs> now, Kyle Pitts, you did the same thing with Kyle Pitts. Uh, and, of course, you, you say the same. You call it a buy-low opportunity, I guess, as well. That was a, I don't know if that was a buy-low. That was a pretty fair price to pay what kind of prospect he is yeah right but if he's out there killing it putting up top 10 running back numbers he's probably not in that trade oh, okay but, yeah i wonder if danny i was talking about pits i think that, oh, i think oh, i sorry. did You're talking about, i was talking about dobbins i think i did get a deal on dobbins i think i did yeah i i bought him low i think pits with you i i was a fair price yeah 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 exactly um well 
Rounds and round we fucking go, huh? Um, this draft coming up is going to be interesting because a lot of people have, like, double first-rounders. I'm not friggin' one of them. <laughs> you were. Um, I was, yeah. Now I just have, have number nine. But the acquisition of Chris Olave is uh, is worth, I think, that, that I've pick. been looking at some interesting Chris Olave numbers, comparing them with other rookies after this trade. I, I got a little angry and had to do a deeper dive to see how, how really bad it was. Did that, it ease your pain or make it worse? You'll have to find out, Paul. I think that's a conversation for a, a future episode, maybe a buy and sell episode. But um, uh, I have some thoughts on where these sophomore receivers next year will be shaking out. Oh, okay. Or even maybe a little bit of a deeper look into how their rookie years really shaped out. I'm just going to tell our producer to write that down so we have a good uh, future episode here. Um, excuse me. Uh, left hand that can reach the keyboard. Could you write that down? <coughs> our producer. I also won't forget it, Paul. <laughs> I'm ready to have this conversation with you and see your reaction. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, now I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like that'll be a good one. Um, first, we got to do this mock draft, and let's get it. What what we really have to go on is not not a whole lot. We got the college football season and basically the Senior Bowl, which happened today, which I found to be underwhelming, yeah. and and underwhelming enough that I don't know that we need to uh, do an episode on the Senior Bowl. You know, there's a running back from Northwestern. Hall looked pretty good today. There was uh, Wilson from Stanford. But we're talking like third, fourth round guys that I'd be surprised if they made an impact in wow. the NFL. So, yes. That's disappointing. Yeah. Sorry, Mobile. Didn't do it for me this year. Sorry to the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, who deserved better. I knew we wouldn't get through the Senior Bowl without mentioning Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Trip. <laughs> I don't get through much of anything. Without <laughs> cups. Ditto. <laughs> Un- oh, they don't even a paying sponsor. <laughs> well, anyway, they're just better than everyone else. Thanks, folks. Appreciate you listening. We'll hit you with that mock draft real soon. <laughs>